0: Got a new way to prospects coming at you with Alice, essentially sending out gift options. It help you helps you control your costs and only pay for what your prospects accept. They launched back in 2015, really had their spaghetti on the wall year, as he said, in 2017. They also that year passed a million bucks in revenue. More importantly, they now have over 500 customers sending gifts. They've been able to change 500 of those customers and convert them into SaaS product customers, right? So about 50 folks there have converted. Uh, team of 40 based in remote locations all around the world. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Greg Segal. He's the founder and CEO of Alice, an AI-powered corporate gifting and incentive platform. Founded in December 2015, Alice tells a corporate gifter exactly what to send and the most impactful times to send. Before Alice, he was founder and CEO of OnePica, one of the premier global e-commerce agencies. He also invested, scaled, and aided the acquisitions of several smaller retailers. OnePica was successfully acquired in December 2012 by a holding company in Sanfram. He received his BA in graphic design from Boston University in 2001 with a strong focus on computer science. Greg, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's rock. All right. Last time we spoke, if I remember correctly, you were very much in this kind of stage of figuring out if, you know, the revenue stream that Alice was kind of going to grow is going to be, you know, relationships with gift vendors that you'd recommend to these corporate buyers or an actual technology, pure play SaaS kind of company. Where are you today? So it's actually
1: evolved a lot uh, since we talked about a year ago. Uh, so the whole company obviously still makes a lot of money off of the, the gifts itself and the transactions, but a majority of the money is coming in from SaaS. So we've actually built this out because the, the product and the platform that we've built, uh, we've just learned has a lot more value than just the actual sending the gifts itself. You know, it's evolved since uh, just being, Hey, this is a gifting platform. I can go into more like on the use cases, if you want to hear more about that, because that's been one of the big things that we've, uh, we've done. Also, we've raised a big round of funding, um, which you probably saw as well.
0: Yeah, so give us the update news on the funding. So how much total have you raised now to date?
1: Yep. Yeah, so we have raised 5.4 million um, from three of the top investors in Boston, uh, one out in Palo Alto, and then one up in uh, Toronto. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much where we are with the funding.
0: That's 5.4 altogether or just the last round? Last uh, round. La- okay, so what is it altogether? Altogether, about five point nine. Five point nine. Okay, very good. So this was your really your first equity round, then. Very good. Okay, so walk me through and give me a sense to. You mentioned earlier that you, you know you have a large volume and a large amount of revenues coming from just the gifting side of things. Quickly tell me that revenue model, and then tell me why the transition into SaaS and how you've scaled.
1: Yeah. So the well, the revenue model itself again is that we have deals with uh, all these merchants across the globe, um, and you know that's something that we've been working on now for close to two and a half years. Uh, but the big play has been that we've moved over to. Uh, focusing on one major use case which is gifting for prospecting so we send a gift off to somebody and then then in order for them to accept the gift they take a meeting you know with us Uh, and that was just something we just saw from you know we had a few hundred customers that were uh going through the system with us and using it and we looked for the trends and how people were actually um you know using this across you know all different uh departments inside the organization so uh what we ended up doing was saying, OK, well, there's a lot of value here because, you know, if we're able to send a gift off to somebody and be able to generate a meeting, then there's obviously a, a SaaS platform that we can or, or a fee that we can actually charge because the value of what we're adding and, and bringing to these folks uh, is much higher than just, you know, hey, let's just send this gift off to these individual folks. And again, remember, part of the, the model, too, is that we're not sending the actual gift. We're sending the option for the gift. So we focus very much on the gift itself being something that that the recipient actually wants, which is why we've had such high conversion.
0: Yeah, so I wanna understand more about that because remember when I was first preparing for this interview last time, I think either you sent me or I sent myself a gift, like the option for the gift, just to see what it felt like. And my first thought was, I just don't know if people are going to put in the 16 digit code or whatever from the postcard on the online platform to actually claim the prize. You've said you've kind of built it sounds like some sort of AI or something to make sure that the incentive is very strong for me to do that.
1: Yeah, correct. so I mean this is we've evolved a lot you know over the last year and evolved the, the delivery mechanism of how we actually get the gift uh, link or the gift option to you. Uh, so it started off when we when you used it last uh, probably about a year ago we only had handwritten cards. And it was a very long code. So the first thing is that we've shortened the code down to eight digits, which has increased conversion you know, considerably. Um, and secondly, there's a whole entire follow-up cadence that happens after the gift is, is there. So even if you don't put in the code, we end up sending you a link to get right to the gift via email. So what ends up happening is that a lot of the additional conversion happens later on. So they might get the box, you know, which we have a whole bunch of different options for boxes and, and handwritten cards now. And they will uh, get that and then see the code. And some of those folks will put in the, the code of which we try and get about 50% of the people to do that. And then the other 50% will end up waiting for the email or getting a, a reminder email. And then they'll have the actual link inside of it itself.
0: Okay. So you have in a given month, a hundred percent of these invites go out. What, how, what percentage of those are ver, are claimed via the postcard and what percent right now are claimed via lifecycle marketing?
1: Well, I think there's a better way of, of thinking about that, which is, you know, if a hundred percent of these are sent out. Um, when it's prospecting, it's cold, meaning like, I don't know this person and we're starting to obviously experiment with like further down the sales funnel. Um, but when it's a cold prospect, uh, right now we can see anywhere between, let's say six is our lowest, you know, all the way up to what we just had, which is about 30%, um, you know, acceptance rate. And then 50% of those. Will be by handwritten card or by the branded box and the code being entered in, versus you know the other fifty percent uh, based on the actual gift link. And,
0: and over what period of time is that? You know, a month after they receive the card or send the gift? Usually, we let it go between
1: forty-five days and sixty days. Okay, got um, it. and it's amazing. actually what happens is. Uh, somebody might even accept a gift. And then it's not until 45 days later that you actually get the meeting with them. Um, or you might actually say, Hey, you get this big, big, what always happens is a big wave up front. And then there's this trickle. And then all of a sudden there are some of these big pops that happen, you know, a little bit later on. And we're just learning it's all different industries have different conversion rates. Um, it depends on how saturated the, the market is for this type of, uh, of direct mail. Uh, and, and it's just a very interesting, like, we're we're generating a ton of data around this based on all these different use cases on how people are using it.
0: So if a CMO is watching right now or a head of sales or chief revenue officer is listening and they say, I want to run a test on this, I'm going to send 100 gifts out to prospects that just have not returned any of our cold emails. They send out 100 today. What you're saying is over the next 45 to 60 days, 30 of those will accept. And of the 30, 15 or so will be from the manual code from the physical mail. Another 15 will be from like the reminder emails. Hey, you have a gift from Alice, like open it, redeem it, et cetera. And then some period after that, those 30 people will then book that meeting, uh, with, uh, with, you know, their, their sales reps.
1: Yeah. So it would be between six and 30% is what I would say, depending on where and what type of industry it's in and, you know, who they're trying to target. So if you're trying to target CIOs, for example, you know, you're just, you're going to have a lower conversion rate than, than going after somebody that's lower in the, in the funnel inside of an organization. Cause those folks are getting solicited to, you know, uh, as, as necessarily because they're sometimes they're not the decision maker, but they have, they have budgetary control. Um, uh, so that's how that, that would work. So if a CMO is listening to this right now or ahead of inside sales or what we're demand gen, then the whole goal here is that you're actually using this as another way, another touch point in the target accounts that you're trying to go after right now uh, to be able to get their attention and then be able to use your inside sales team or whatnot to be able to follow up and then actually get that, get that meeting. But we also have another piece of functionality in there now, which we just launched over this last month, which is calendar integration. So when you actually send a gift. We can actually have a calendar invite automatically added to the calendar when the person accepts the gift. Mm. So it's circuiting a lot of that because what we learned is that a lot of times the BDrs would be like, "Oh, well, now I got to go send an invite on top of seeing that this gift was accepted." And right now we're playing with and checking how that con- how that affects conversion across
0: um, the whole entire flow. That's smart. What are people paying for just the SaaS component of this per month on average?
1: Um, anywhere between, you know, lowest will be a thousand bucks a month, and the most expensive is probably you know ten k plus.
0: Okay. And depends on The
1: size of the company, amount of
0: gifts. I was going to say, that's what you're doing. It's, it's, it's dependent on the size of the company, and number of gifts. Right. Okay. And uh, give us a little more about the background here. So launch year was which year?
1: So we launched in December of 2015 with a very alpha product. We officially went live, uh, at the end of the holiday season in 2016. Um, and you know, 2017 is what I call sort of the spaghetti on the wall year. That was sort of when we, when we talked where we were talking about all the different use cases on how how people were using it from like, you know, uh, work anniversary gifts to, you know, closing gifts to, you know, what we found out, you know, the prospecting side of things to customer appreciation gifts. Um, and so we've just really tried to double down on one specific use case. And that's really what's what's catapulted our growth.
0: And what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers?
1: Uh, it's about five times what we talked about last time. So we're probably in the in the five to 600 range okay. right now. Of yeah, customers.
0: Yeah. I think you were at, I think you're at about a hundred last time. So that makes sense. So, I mean, can I, Greg, can I take the 500 times a thousand? I mean, you guys are doing 500 grand a month right now in revenue. Uh, if you can get around that, that number. I'm not going to give you the exact number, but yeah. Okay. Well, we'll um, are any of those numbers higher load? I'm just obviously multiplying there. Well, we have, we have
1: of those 500 customers, some are paying small amounts Some are paying much larger amounts, you know, and then some are, are one-off customers too. So but I thought the you folks. said
0: minimum was a thousand,
1: Well, that's for the SaaS customers themselves. So we have, we have of that, of that group of customers, um, I'd say about 10% of them are SaaS customers right now. And those are the folks that are paying us, uh, uh, that revenue. But then we also have all the GMV or the, the, gift volume that's going through from a lot of customers that aren't paying SaaS fee, but are using it for work anniversary gifts. Like we have uh, like Envision, you know, uses us for all of their work anniversary gifts, for example, and they're, they're putting through, you know, a large number of that 500 plus employees. So you can sort of do the math, you know, uh, against that.
0: Got it. So you, you're still working on converting people paying you just on a GMV basis to get them to upgrade or change to the SaaS model.
1: It's a much newer model that we've just launched over the last the last, let's say, three to four months. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, look, that, that math would just be 50 times a thousand. You can kind of back into it there, right? But um, walk me through. I mean, I, I would imagine the GM, the money you make on the kind of just gross merchandise volume side of the business is obviously significantly less in terms of margins than what you can make on the SaaS side. Is that accurate? Correct.
1: Yeah, it's about a quarter of what we'll make on the SaaS side.
0: Yeah. And then um, what are some of the metrics you're tracking actively internally? Is, is really GMV per month kind of the thing you're really focused on or what metrics matter most to you?
1: No, there's there's different types of of metrics that we look at, especially at the stage of the company. You know, most people obviously revenue. You know, that's one one big one we're trying to see. We're also trying to track you know daily and weekly active users internally. You uh, also want to track how many gifts are going through based on each individual user that's actually uh, in using the platform as well. Um, but then we also have other other internal metrics too, just based on like conversion rates. You know, because the conversion rates to us is really the results on how how the use case is actually performing. So we try and track that very closely with each individual customer, and then you know, as a whole across the different industries that are actually doing that to, doing that as well. Because that that really is what the fundamental success and what the SaaS platform is built off of. Because if we're able to get you a meeting right now, which which will happen anywhere between you know a third to an eighth of the cost of what it is now. Uh, then that's a huge reason for you to be able to pay. And there's there's a lot of value in that beyond just saying, well, it's a gift. Like to us, we're not a gifting company. We're a software company.
0: Yep. So in 2017, how many g- options for gifts were sent?
1: Oh, my God, in the tens of thousands. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, our average customer right now is sending at least at least a thousand gift options, you know, to to folks, you know, per year. Um, and then again, there's a certain conversion, you know, that's on that as well, because again, the the beauty of the model that we built is that when you send the gift option, um, they only pay when the gift is accepted. Yep. So instead of you saying, Hey, I'm going to send off, you know, 50 or hundred Yeti coolers, you know, to these folks, um, and we can say, well, cool. Send those same hundred, you know, hundred Yeti coolers or a thousand Yeti coolers off to these folks, but do it using Alice. And then you're only going to pay for about between six and 30% of whatever's accepted. Yep. So, so you end up saving money overall.
0: So let me ask you a different question in 2017, what was GMV for you? It's a good question.
1: Uh, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but it was in the, in the millions. Okay, very good. And what do you think you'll do in
0: 2018?
1: Uh, I'm hoping right now we're aiming to quote four times that
0: right now. Okay, good. So, so like what you break 5 million you think? Yeah, yeah. very good. And I'm curious when you went out and cause you just raised when you were obviously negotiating your valuation, um, How did you try and convince investors to give you more of a SaaS valuation versus a lower margin GMV model valuation?
1: Well, I looked at, first of all, we were very lucky. We had 15 investors that wanted to come into the round. Um, So we we were very lucky and I did a lot of due diligence. I spent almost between four to probably closer to six weeks doing due diligence on every one of the funds. And if you look at all the funds that we ended up choosing, uh, I was very mindful of bringing on all funds that had uh, operators as the folks that I'd be working with. Um, so if you look at like Eric Paley from Founder Collective or you look at you know, Larry Bond from General Catalyst, um, or you look at um, you know, Peter Blacklow from Boston Seed, for example, you know all these guys had run businesses before, so they had empathy and understanding for, for what the business was all about. So, when you talk about valuation, I, I also looked at it in terms of, you know, I was optimizing for the investors instead of the valuation. Like, we probably could have eked out another two to $3 million on valuation, um, but we decided not to. Um, and I decided to go with the investors that I wanted based on, you know, what they thought, you know, in the stage that we are in the business um, to, to go from there. So, yep. um, from my perspective, the, the valuation and looking at it from a SaaS business was just like, look, there's a huge opportunity here because of the early indications of what we were able to do with prospecting and all the and the early indications of what we were able to do to generate ROI for our customers. So when I backed out my numbers and I showed them what we thought we can be, that was an easy way for us to be able to, to justify the valuation.
0: And what was your over year growth rate in terms of revenue? Uh, we had done like eight times. So we were,
1: we were in a really good position. We were growing. I think at the time that we raised. Anywhere between twenty five and fifty percent month over month growth.
0: Got it. And now, Greg, I have to be fair here. Obviously, too. I mean, these, you're growing, but you're not in in the millions and millions of revenue per year yet. So you're doubling, call it a hundred to 500, 500 to a million, et cetera. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, we're in the millions now, but let, yeah. yeah, that's a a good a good indication of why you know it's easier when you're earlier on to be able to apply that.
0: Yeah. Uh, of course. Now, was twenty seventeen the year that you passed a million in, in revenue? Okay, good. Very good. All right. Uh, last question here on team size before we wrap up. Where, what do you guys at say now in terms of team?
1: Uh, we're at 40 right now.
0: Oh, 40. Good. All, all in Boston?
1: Nope. We're split between uh, all over the globe. Actually eight countries.
0: Right oh, now. wow. So we're a remote team.
1: Yeah. It's a very, very, I'd say, so it's about 75% of the team is remote right now, but they're full-time employees of
0: ours. That's great. All right, Greg, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, yes. Brian Chesney from, uh, Airbnb. Uh, number uh, three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Question. Um, (laughs) besides your own, of course.
1: Ocean right now. Yeah, actually we're using our, our own, our own, uh, tool. Yeah. Alice for Alice is a huge thing for us. Ah, uh, but Notion actually, which is a which is a uh, knowledge-based system, is is probably one of my favorites right now.
0: Number four. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I aim for between seven to eight, and I get it pretty right. That's yeah. good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos?
1: I am married, and I have a daughter that just turned two. A
0: oh, couple days ago. Congratulations. Very good. And how old are you? Uh, I'm I'm 38. 38. All right, Greg. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, to be
1: more open, uh, and to really listen. Got so, it. folks, guys, there we have and- it.
0: Listen, be more open from Greg. You got a new way to prospect coming at you with Alice, essentially sending out gift options. It help you, helps you control your costs and only pay for what your prospects accept. They launched back in 2015, really had their spaghetti on the wall year, as he said, in 2017. They also that year passed a million bucks in revenue. More importantly, they now have over 500 customers sending gifts. They've been able to change 500 of those customers and convert them into SaaS product customers, right? So about 50 folks there have converted. A uh, team of 40 based in remote locations all around the world. Greg, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nathan.